0: To the two on three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in thirty minutes. You should follow us at two on three pod on Twitter, and you could email us at holla at two pod.com. I'm your host, Chris. Ty is not with us this week, he's out traveling in sunnier climates. Uh, but you can find me being best friends with uh, Zach Morris at CD Villasenor on Twitter, and with me, I have a special guest host and avid bird gang lover mm. those arizona cardinals you gotta love them
1: show some love to the cards
0: yeah my friend chris falk chris where can we find you on the social media
1: on twitter and on instagram you can find me at chris falk that's it you know C H R I S F A L K. kind of got got in before making creative handles was a was a thing
0: Right, back in the back in the day, would you just use your name? Yeah, <laughs> it's so creative.
1: And anyway. now, now I'm thinking it's like I guess that's kind of irresponsible. Now, Let's just like throw <laughs> my name out there.
0: You just it just makes everyone easier to dox you later on when uh, <laughs> yeah. when uh, yeah exactly. So when when you say something. You know, when you become admired in some sort of national crisis, people can just find your house and come
1: there and yell. Yeah. At you. So when I run for office, I'm giving, you know, making easy work for all those journalists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what are we chatting about today? We're going to talk a little football in the first segment, uh, video games in the second segment, and social media in the third segment. This is we're we're bringing out the we're bringing out the, the easy stuff today. You know, for guest for guest hosts.
1: Yeah. The underhand pitches for me. I, I appreciate it.
0: Right. You know, you're just, you know, we're getting, yeah, we're getting your feet wet in this whole podcast biz. Anyway, it's, uh, and then the overtime, uh, we'll talk about, uh, we'll make a visit to the trailer park where uh, we'll talk uh, some superheroes, which is, again, this is, uh, so Chris and I work together, so we're always just kicking it. Like, what, five, six and a half hours a day of just actually (laughs) just kicking it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Three hours of work, five hours of kicking it. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, that's about, the ra- that's about the ratio. So um, I thought, oh, I'll well, just bring him on, and we'll, uh, we'll instead of talking at work, we'll just talk here after work, and <laughs> it'll feel like work. I don't know. <laughs> Strange, but uh, anyway, in the first segment, we're going to talk a little bit about championship weekend, a little Super Bowl preview, and then maybe a little, fun little game here at the end of the first segment. Um, Ty usually sets a timer. I don't. I didn't even get a timer ready. I'm like the worst fill-in host ever but i'll just keep an eye on what we're doing because you know why not okay so um let's talk about i mean championship weekend was crazy
1: oh yeah like fully uh, crazy i think that if you're unless you're a saints fan I, i feel like that was the best weekend of football we've had in a long time two championship games both going into overtime uh it was amazing
0: yeah, I, I said it was the uh, it was the it was uh, fixed for your viewing pleasure this week. I mean, I think that, <laughs> I think that I think that the league said you know people really love overtime, so can we can we Buffalo Wild Wings our way into into two overtime games, and, and make sure we get the two biggest markets to, to win because oh, yeah. God forbid Kansas City New Orleans. You know, and everyone's sort of crabbing on social media. They're like, oh, I'm not going to watch this Super Bowl. It's stupid. You know, blah. but of course you're going to watch it.
1: Right. And I mean, I I will admit that the Rams Patriots is probably my least desired outcome. Uh, I either wanted old guys or young guys personally. Um, But, you know, this is this is where we're at. And of course, we'll still watch it, if anything, for the commercials. (laughs)
0: Right And for the Maroon 5 Halftime Because I know You're psyched for that
1: Oh yeah Yeah Adam (laughs) Levine Singing Whatever that Spongebob song is Sweet victory
0: (laughs) All the hits All the hits The um So yeah So let's Let's talk about New Orleans first I mean We're I think Drew Brees Is is edging into some Historic snake bit Territory here Right Yeah He gets beast quaked Yeah Right he gets whatever. Gets what? The, what the, yeah. Is there a name for that one? <laughs> I the, mean, I a, don't know
1: the. The, the Minneapolis
0: Minnes- Miracle. Yeah, the,
1: Minnesota Miracle or whatever it's called. Yeah, he got digged on that one.
0: And then, and then this year, just the most god awful blatant PI, right? Yeah. So, so the league, the league, looks over every catch like it's the Zabruder film, and then, and then you get this play, which is the most blatant the most blatant pass interference in the history of the league that yeah. and some and and every and every ref eats their flag? Like don't don't generally they throw flags from other parts of the field? I mean, can you can you can you sort of explain this for me?
1: I mean it's it's so tough because you look at that play and it's like I would I would assume they show that play like on your first day of referee school. You know, it's like this is what pass interference looks like leading leading with the helmet of you know, to add insult to injury hits him four yards before the ball arrives. Uh, So, I mean, it's, it's the no call is disappointing and I understand the outrage and, and this is the argument that people always go back to is that, oh, well, you know, it's, it's so hard to make these decisions when you're a referee, when it's in real time, you slow everything down with replay and everything looks like a penalty, but we got so angles of the pass interference so many you know fans filming it in their phone at full speed even at double speed it's like that's pass interference like that dude just got laid out in front of a ref and the fact that there was no flag thrown is is unbelievable
0: it's it's even more unbelievable when you consider how much pass interference gets thrown in the NFL in the modern NFL you get right. you get PIs for harmless crap
1: yeah, well, and and this is what we've talked about. Uh, how the NFL is a vastly offense favored sport now. Like it's impossible to play defense. You know, people don't want to make an aggressive move on the quarterback because you know you you wipe some dirt off of Tom Brady's jersey and it's roughing the passer. And, and, which we and, saw. Which, which we, we saw. saw. Yeah, and and if you. Grab just a little bit too much jersey, or you know, it's so hard for defensive defensive players to play in the league where everything is favoring the offense. It's you know, uh, it, in in the league where every everything is, you're throwing flags. Refs are throwing flags for everything. To not have it, a flag thrown is pretty pretty unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I figured New Orleans at home this whole stretch they'd have got to the Super Bowl, but the. Uh... And you know they always say it's never just the one play and yeah. and and granted, that's an easy thing to say, of course, you you can criticize Peyton for throwing on first and second down in that situation which right. which which pretty much ends the game, or at least if they have to give the ball up or kick that field goal, you leave you know l a with no timeouts and much less clock mm-hmm. so but still that was just that was blatant it was it was so bad,
1: yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's 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 tough to say. It's like if that was, if that if that was called, would that have changed the game? I mean, I don't I don't know. Like like you said, it's you never games are hardly won and lost off of one play. You know, I mean, you could probably count on both hands how many times in memory a game came down to like one play. Sure. And and how many games come down to one play, but it's a no call. On a penalty, right. So yeah, there's a lot of things that that Sean Payton could have done different in his offensive scheme to try and get his team into a better position, and I mean that's just what. That's just how it goes. I mean, yeah, and, exactly. you
0: know, just mistakes just mean more late. That's that's really right. what it comes down to. I think that's true of every sport, right? You can screw up in the early in a game, and it doesn't mean as much as screwing up later in a game, even though screw ups might be typically equal. Right. but but the uh but you know I'm I'm good with I'm good with LA going. Uh let's I mean let's go to the other game. Let's go to the AFC where KC had to play maybe the worst game of the year and yeah. still lost it overtime. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean I thought that game would be more exciting, but you know of course you give it to Bill Belichick to just know his opponent and I think um, you know the cheetah had one catch, they totally took him out of the game, and and Mahomes kind of struggled. And but then beyond that, it's like you have to give it to the Patriots' offensive line. I mean, not allowing a sack against uh, is it Chris Jones on Kansas City, and not allowing yeah. a sack against the Chargers. It's the the Patriots' offensive line is getting the job done, and Brady is continuing to amaze. Irritating. Yeah.
0: It it is irritating. I think that I think that another Super Bowl appearance. It's always funny when you get into this kind of air where people say, "Well, if he goes to the Super Bowl again and loses, it's worse than if he had not gotten there." That you know, this is the LeBron James argument, right? Oh, yeah. Where they say, "Well, you're obviously not as good because you've gone you've lost more Super Bowls than anyone." <laughs> 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 it's like, "Well, I've been to twice as many Super Bowls as anyone." Right. So really, really, what is it? I mean, if he wins this one, I mean, we're we're putting this argument to bed, right? I
1: I think I saw a stat that it's uh, it's Tom Brady's fortieth postseason game. I mean, that's that's two and a half seasons of playoff (laughs) games, and there's there's players in the league that don't even see that field time in their entire careers. And you know, I was I was talking with a guy at work today, and I should probably change my tune about Tom Brady. I mean, I know it's so popular to kind of be irritated at the Patriots and and Tom Brady and roll your eyes in disgust and, and you know, it's because they're good. But I was thinking it's like, you know, maybe in 12 years, right? If, if my son is like watching a 30 for 30 on ESPN and it's about Tom Brady and his legacy and being the greatest of all time. And then he'll ask me he'll be like, dad, did you see when Tom Brady like went to the Super Bowl four years in a row? Like, what am I gonna say? Yeah, I saw it and I hated every second. Of it. <laughs> I saw it you know? he sucks. I, I saw it and I hated him for it. You know, it's like I'm begrudgingly accepting the fact that it's like okay, I'm 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 watching history unfold before my eyes, I guess. And I I guess I should be happy for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to live through single superstar dynasties, the best ones we've ever had, right? right. I lived through Gretzky I live through Jordan. I'm living through LeBron. I live through Tiger. I'm living through Tom Brady. I mean, this is a, this is, it's a magical time. And, you yeah. know, how many? Eight straight AFC championships? I mean, who does that? I mean, you, you, can, you can't fake that. I mean, everyone likes to say, oh, the Patriots, they cheat, blah, 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 blah. Um, but really, let's be honest, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that we get to watch. But okay, so give me your uh, so we're we're coming to the end of this segment. What do you who do you like in the uh, what, do you, what do you what do you give me your give me your Super Bowl pick? Ugh. give me the give me the score.
1: Wow, the score. Okay. Both those teams I feel like, you know, the top the top four in the championship games had the, the best offenses, but I, I definitely think that the Rams had one of the best defenses and the Patriots had a sneaky good defense. But ultimately, I'm giving it to the Patriots for the exact same reasons why they immobilized the Chargers and and the Chiefs' pass us. I think that they could do it again against Sue and Donald. I mean, I don't know. It's to not get sacked in two playoff games. It's pretty phenomenal. So, uh, and Brady just shines in these moments. So I'm going to give it unbelievably to the Patriots, and I'm going to say it's going to be it's going to be close. I'll say it, it will be twenty-seven to thirty patriots
0: all right well i think i think uh i like i like your i like the call on that i i think i'm probably in the same boat i think that uh i think that again it's hard to deal with belichick um with two weeks to prepare right right i mean that's the that's the that's what it comes down to for me if you give him two weeks to prepare for a team i just don't like your chances I mean, unless you get – again, it comes. To, it's going to come down to individual efforts, but um, – which, you know, the the Eagles gave last year and allow you know, that got them that win. But we'll see if uh, – we'll see if L.A.'s got it in them. It should be well, interesting. And,
1: and, you know, take take my prediction with a grain of salt because I also took the over on the Cardinals' six-win season and
0: we, <laughs> that turned out. So. I would have taken the under on the Seahawks' <laughs> six-win season, so I would have lost that one too. So I – I, uh, I I you you were maybe too you were maybe too optimistic and I was not nearly <sighs> yeah. optimistic enough so oh well anyway, anyway. we'll save, we'll save our little game for another time but uh, we're going to move on to the second uh, segment um, which I've titled The Working Dad's Guide to Fortnite or Just Playing Video Games with Your Kids now now Chris has some young kids and they're they're are they have they started to, to discover the power of the video game at all
1: yeah, uh, Lewis has. He's four, and uh, he's at this this perfect age where, you know, obviously I can't play like super mature shoot 'em up games. Um, not yeah, not the, sure. the blood the yeah. blood splattering's
0: not quite. It's not quite. We're not quite there yet.
1: No, no. But uh, like I, but I bought Spider Man for the PS4, and then I've been playing through Pokemon, uh, Let's Go Pikachu, uh, and it's great. Like he definitely loves it, and it's it's. There's no greater feeling for me as a dad to. You holding the switch and he's on my shoulder and you know asking me "Ooh, daddy what's that guy who's that guy and and he wants me to you know he's like my biggest cheerleader ever you know wanting me to win the battle but it's he's in this golden age where he's really interested in video games but he doesn't have the dexterity or the interest to want to play them
0: he doesn't so, want to hold the controller yet.
1: Right. So I get to do all the fun stuff. I get to hold the controller and play. I don't have to share, but and he's totally satisfied just like watching me yeah. play yeah.
0: You know, Spider Man. Yeah. I have a nine year old and he is uh, he loves to play Fortnite. He, he had he was one of those kids who watched I didn't let him play Fortnite until about three months ago, three or four months ago. So uh, but he had watched all the videos on you know, he knew all the dances already because I guess all the, you know the kids at school all know the dances yeah. and uh, he had been watching these videos of people playing so he knew where everything was and what everything was called. so I finally just said, okay, I'll just we'll go ahead and we'll get it. And so we got it and um and well yes we got <laughs> got it on the on the PlayStation we just downloaded it and then okay. but it is free, but you do have to pay for season passes in order to like do cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, so you can't you have to so the and the season pass is relatively cheap. It's like 10 bucks for the yeah. the base season pass. And uh, so we were playing it and he, I'd watch him play and then he would get pretty good and then I would play and I'm much more of a you know, just kind of a shoot 'em up guy. So I'm good at that part, but what I can't do is I can't build stuff, which right. is the weirdest part about Fortnite is anyway. So we were just sort of trading the 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 thing back and forth The controller back and forth And I said Dude You want me to get another account And put it on the iPad So The iPad Pro He's like yeah So I put that on there He plays on the iPad Pro And now we play duos We play duos together Which is actually A kick in the pants (laughs) I just love playing Fortnite duos With my son And I let him be the leader I was like Whatever You I'll follow You tell me where to go And if there are people there I'll shoot them and whatever. And so we've been having such a good time playing playing this game. And I and I started them on like little team thing like little something like Clash Royale, you know, something like that's pretty easy to play. It's mobile. Like mobile gaming's pretty easy for them to handle. But this was the first real launch into um into PlayStation like full console full console gaming. So yeah, it's like been making the leap. Yeah. So I think that it's been for me I've enjoyed just, first of all, playing video games with him because it's actually, it's actually really fun. And then and then just sort of encouraging him to be, like, the leader of the team. Like, you got to tell me where we're going, what we're doing, you know.
1: That's so you interesting. Know. I, uh, you know, in preparing for this segment, I was – you know, because I'm not, like, super familiar with, with Fortnite. It's like all I know is that the internet tells me is that if I'm over 30, I should think Fortnite is dumb. So, uh, <laughs> like – I know that you build, but that's such a foreign concept to me because it's like, again, it's, I, I grew up with bringing Xboxes to our friend's house and having LAN parties and everyone's shooting each other on, on Halo. But that's a real interesting aspect of you two working together where my mind went to like, you guys are going to compete against each other.
0: Yeah, and we don't. I mean, we have we have on occasion done the playground thing where we sneak around and try to shoot each other, uh, which is actually kind of fun. but. But the most fun I get out of it is just is just having him be the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. And me just saying, you know, just trying to... And I'm not particularly good at Fortnite. I mean, I'm good at the running and jumping and shooting. Like, I right. can do that. I mean, which is every video game that I've ever played. So that part's easy, but the building part's just completely for... I mean, I just... I can't do it at all. I mean, I'm less than remedial. at <laughs> be, Like, I can't even, like, build a wall. Like, when people... We'll be playing, and I'll shoot some dude, and then in like one second, he's built like a four-story mansion. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? What, what just happened there? I, I and uh, and but my, but my son's a good builder, and I'm like, what, dude? I mean, which is great because he's a better Fortnite player than I am.
1: Yeah, watching Fortnite, kind of like you said, it's like I have no idea how the building works. It's one of these first times where I feel like I've like outpaced. Like a trend in, in a field or of, in, an, in an interest that I have where I've watched these people play and they shoot and then they build so quickly and I'm over here thinking like, how does anyone do that? How do you, you know, How do they all of a sudden just know what to build and do it so quickly?
0: Yeah, The uh, now because I came up, th- I mean I've had virtually every console that ever came out it's from like Atari to Super NES, I had a ColecoVision ColecoVision anybody? Anyone? Oh, wow! Wow! Well, in television, had one of those. Had a Sega Genesis. Had a Super NES. I have had PlayStation one, two. Skip three. Went to four.
1: Probably a good call.
0: I've never done an Xbox, but I mean, I've had. Okay. So, but, but I, but I've always prided myself on pretty, pretty decent at video games, and you, just to walk out there and play in the big wide world of video gaming, you just you're. You're less than a spec. You're less right. than a. You're less than the worst. But we did get second the other day at duos, which I felt was pretty good. Yeah, that's, you know. that's
1: respectable.
0: That's respectable. Again, what happened was we came across. It was like two on two. We shot the first dude, and he built like a four story, like built the Empire State Building in like one second. <laughs> yeah. And I said, let's just get out in the open and get shot, because we're done. We're done here. We're not beating these. Right. I'm, they're probably like streamers who get paid thousands of dollars a minute on Twitch to, you know, shoot noobs like us. <laughs> but um but yeah, so uh yeah, so maybe you'll you'll look forward to playing uh more video games with the with the kids. I know it's a delicate balance sometimes with mom.
1: Yes, yeah, you really have to make sure that you're <laughs> you're not having a, a lot of screen time and I mean, I've thought about it. It's like I I really can't wait to play video games with lewis and and see i mean and who knows again it's like he's four who knows what type of video games they're gonna have when when that interest starts really developing but and then the real question will be is like am i gonna let him win you know am, am i gonna no yeah the
0: answer is no i'm not letting you win because here's the deal the day they can beat you the day they can beat you at anything they're gonna beat you for the rest of their lives yeah. oh yeah Right, so why would you let your kid beat you at anything? I don't let him beat me at sports. I don't let him. him. I mean, I remember when I used to be able to. I don't know, outrun them. That went. That went away. (laughs) I mean, and then you know, there's just little things like that. My daughter beats me at golf on, on more than a regular occasion. So now I'm like, I can't beat her there. My son whoops me at Fortnite. If we, you know, we played when we play one on ones, he's he's a much better player than I. I think. don't let them win until they, and then, like I said, once so they soon start as you beating let you. you them
1: win, that you can't get the toothpaste back in the tube, is what you're saying. No, don't
0: let them win. Don't let them win.
1: That's what I'm because saying. Because
0: you need to stack up as many wins as you can. <laughs> because the second they start beating you, you're out, pal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know for sure if Matt or if uh, if Lewis ever starts, you know, if he wants to play football, there's some games I would never, absolutely ever, let him win: Mario Kart, Madden, and Smash. <laughs> If he wants Never. to play, if he wants to play whatever games out that's you know, popular, Minecraft or whatever, it's like okay, I can, I'll try hard, but maybe. Oh, we'll over
0: Christmas, once. over Christmas, my friend's son laid the holy smack down on everybody for he's <laughs> he's like an amazing Smash Brothers player, and of course my friend sets me up. He's like, hey, villain, why don't you oh here, grab this controller and you know play, and like okay, and like. You know, first time I've ever played. He, wow. he was just, Oh, just... I don't even... I, I don't even think I hit him. I think he just... And then all of a sudden, he, like, superpowers, and I, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to play Super Smash Brothers. But <laughs> all I know is... All I know is I just get knocked off that platform a, a, like a hundred times in the first 30 seconds. I'm, like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I Call it. I'm watching now. Anyway. Brutal. That game's brutal.
1: It really is, you know, and, and uh, it's strangely, oddly technical where it it weeds out who's a power player and who's a who's a you know a casual or you know a normie like super quick like someone like you or me picks up a smash bro controller and you're playing with someone who's played for a long time it's like dude you just get whomped or, yeah, or i remember yeah. when we were in san diego we had a couple of game nights i was a uh, I worked with youth kids for for a church up in in north san diego county and we had have game nights and you know Dude, these junior hires were so good. Like, I had to pretend like you know, like I wasn't trying, but I was, I was trying really. Good, you know? <laughs> they would just kill you.
0: Plus, on the Switch, you got to play with that chiclet controller, that like, a, like a tic Tac. So They're like playing with a box of tic-tacs. That, that controller is impossible.
1: Yeah. That
0: dinky, uh... that dinky controller. I, was, it's like people, you can't play games on this.
1: No, it's not built for pro play. It's like built for casual little games but
0: it it was it was it was brutally it was brutal and ridiculous and humbling and oh well <laughs> all right hopping into segment number three this is this is this is a this is a comment you dropped just the other day right and you said to me i remember is social media fun anymore and i thought to myself it used to be yeah right I think that, and then you brought up MySpace, and I never, and I was never a MySpace person, but you have you have MySpace experience. What kind of teen oh, aches yeah. did you, did, what kind of like uh, home recordings and teen aches oh, did you put totally, on your MySpace? Like,
1: I remember, so I mean, my first early days of social media when I remember like actually enjoying it, right? Like, I remember being a freshman, sophomore in high school when MSN Messenger was like the thing, and we would all rush home from school. Uh, and log into MSN Messenger so we could talk to people we literally just saw 20 minutes ago right. on the internet. But it was fun because you know you had a, a little status and you could put you know lyrics from your favorite emo band in there, and, and uh, so and then you know of course you had you had MySpace and at the time before MySpace kind of got like a weird stigma about it. It was super fun. You know, you could pick out a song that you felt like was cool or identify you identified with, and you put that up on your page. And you could change the background to whatever you'd like. And it encouraged people to get into like front end, front end um, web development uh, almost, where you could take code and apply it to your your MySpace page and edit it. And
0: so, what was the what was the interaction on MySpace like? I mean, it was. <laughs> Like, compare it to compare it to something like Facebook. Was, was it that level? Of, it wasn't really that sort of level of interaction. No,
1: it, it, it really wasn't. I mean, I feel like now Facebook is all more about, you know, like friends and people that you know. But MySpace was definitely more about you. And, you know, you would list things about yourself. You could have like a little blog spot. Uh, I remember like the internal competitions with what MySpace had. They didn't have it but it was called top eight so you you could display on your page your top eight friends like your inner circle so and you know you could kind of see like oh how many on how many of my friends am i on their top eight? eight oh i'm only four out of eight on this person and i thought we were super close so i mean there was kind of like this like internal competition um but
0: yeah and was, you could doll it up and you could doll it up in you a could way doll that, it up. That...
1: you could totally make it your own and um you know, I even think of Facebook way, way back in the day, right? Before you could make your status anything. Remember, it said it would say like "Chris Villasenor is," and then you would type in whatever you want. Right. Right. So, but yeah, yeah. I think
0: yeah the uh, the thing with the thing with Facebook that I thought was the best part of Facebook in the early days was just discovering new people again, discovering people again. Right. Right. Like those first. Those first hundred friends on Facebook, really interesting. You know, there's like, oh, here are the people you knew. Here are the people. And then all of a sudden, you you know, family shows up. But mostly it was like, here are my friends. And then here are some of the friends that I work with. And then here are some people I know. And then here are some people I knew from high school. Like for me, I was, you know, I was much older. I think I started my Facebook, my Facebook, um, 2007, 2008, like everybody else, right? Is that the isn't that the 10-year challenge? By the way, your 10-year challenge, your your picture, your 10-year ago picture, made me laugh. Dude, so You're, so <laughs> You're so emo.
1: Dude, we were at some caves up in Utah, and I had that band shirt and the messy hair <laughs> and, the, and the Ray-Bans, and and then That's... my my current picture was just prescription Ray-Bans. So I mean, the only thing right. that changed is the. Lenses went from tinted to prescription, but
0: yeah, yeah, you, you got you Significantly more corporate, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is which is you, which is most everybody's tenure. But anyway, uh, but you know, the, discovering again, discovering people again, because I mean, I was out of high school twenty years at that point. So you know, picking people back up again in Facebook was actually a lot of fun. Just a lot of, uh, and you know, you're you're bantering around a little more. It wasn't so. It wasn't just so bleak and and political, yeah, political and just and just harsh, you know. People people just scream at people they don't know on other people's posts, and it blows me away that people would do that. Like somebody will post something you might think is relatively, well, I mean it has a, it has a political perspective. On right, it. and then and then all of a sudden people are just calling each other like horrible, unspeakable things in the comments, and it's like, well, dude, I don't know you, but and I'm like, what? You don't even know this person, and you're having like this political battleground discussion on there in the comments of their Facebook post. It just kills me. I just yeah. I, I hate it.
1: I've never read this book, but I believe it's quoted in uh, the the Portrait of Dorian Gray or whatever, where it says, "Give someone a mask, and they show you who they really are," and that's like definition of Facebook. Just strangers who don't know each other revealing who they really are to other strangers.
0: Yeah. Was I I would argue that Twitter was Twitter for me was oh, was always more like, hey, that person's famous. I like you know, and also maybe I can hear what they're doing. Right. That was that was really that was really the point of that was really the point of sidebar, this is a two on three podcast, you know, staple. Sidebar. That um, the passage on Fox, which I I touted on the show before, uh, that I was looking forward to. I've read the books, and it's a TV show with starring Mark Paul Gosler the great Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. I I was being supportive a week ago after I watched the first the first um, episode, and I said, "Hey, good job!" And he replies, "Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks, I appreciate it. I'm like, okay, cool." And then today, I was walking by my bookshelf and I saw, I, I happen to have a hardcover copy of the first book of The Passage um, that I bought because I saw a decent review, probably on Facebook. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I took a picture of it because I think I'm going to reread it, and I took a picture of it and said, hey, Mark Paul Gosler, um, look what you made me do. I pulled this down off the shelf, now I'm going to have to reread it. And he's like, he replied. It was like, hey, but he says, Thanks, Chris, maybe I will too and blah and then and so and then it just bumped then a bunch of likes just kind of piled onto those into those posts. I'm like, that's kinda of what Twitter is for me. That's I just yeah. kinda of think that you can make a connection with with somebody out in the world that you wouldn't have gotten a chance to chat with
1: otherwise. Totally. And isn't it strange, you know, like Twitter you take people that are famous and they display you know, famous and unreachable and they display some sort of humanity by responding to you. And then Facebook's like the exact opposite, someone that is not famous and is totally reachable and being inhumane to each other.
0: <laughs> right. right. And and I've said this before about Facebook's just, hey, show me your kids, show me what you ate. Show <laughs> me show me what you were doing on vacation. I'm am totally fine with that level of Facebook. Every anything deeper than that, it's like I don't really want to know.
1: I, yeah, I but don't... You're you're totally right with Twitter that it, it you have all these people that are totally unreachable. You know, movie stars and football players, and sometimes they respond to you. Like, it's almost become like a game for me to see like, man, how, what level of famous person can I get to interact with me on Twitter? And yeah. I've had, I mean, for football people, right? I've had um, me and and uh, Baldy Brian uh, Baldinger. Uh, we got into a little Twitter row about Tyran Matthew when he was cut by the Cardinals. Dave Damashek <laughs> slid into my DMs about the Steelers one time. Uh, and then of course Elliot Harrison put one of my tweets on his power rankings on nfl.com and I feel like that's that's, that's the it. peak. That's that's, the high. That's, that's, high, that's 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 the high highest stuff. I'll ever go.
0: Yeah, I have a I have a very fun and friendly Twitter relationship with Martha Quinn, the 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 original MTV VJ. She kind of knows me. Like, I'll, you know, every now and again, she'll put up something and I'll, uh, she'll ask a trivia question and I'll just go, oh, God, thanks, Chris, or, and then, like, she asked for a mixtape thing, and I was like, okay, I'll participate, whatever, I was, you know, I was eating my lunch or whatever. I'll say, I'll just go ahead and just, you know, put it in. She's like, thanks, Chris, I appreciate it. And then a couple of days later, she's like, Chris, we're playing your mixtape. I'm like, Martha? I
1: think I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, Martha? Um, oh, thanks? Like, Okay pretty cool yeah, anyway but, but anyway that's what twitter's for but twitter's just turned into this giant cesspool of right. doxing and yelling and and just just people just screaming at each other at the top of their keyboard
1: yeah there's a lot of bad neighborhoods on twitter and uh i mean politics and anything in that spectrum anything you know just if you wouldn't talk about it at Thanksgiving with your extended family, like, don't tweet about it. Like I've come to the realization that all of social media is for pictures of food, pictures of your kids and sports and that's it.
0: Right. And you can and, and you know, as individuals we can tailor our feeds to, to to do that. But is is social media just too important nowadays? I mean, are you missing too much? That's I mean, if are you missing too much of the of the of the national conversation about Maybe important issues if you don't participate, or at least aren't, at least aren't viewing it. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to type into it. But if you're not reading it, are you missing out on, on important things? Like I'm going to use air quotes, but important things. I mean, a lot of a lot of what happens in in our in the political arena now happens on Twitter. I mean, do you need to do you need to at least view it? Like yeah. like it and, was the news.
1: It it is so strange. And you bring up a good point because social media. It's like regardless if it's fun or not, like has its moments, but it's this strange, necessary evil where, you know, I look at Facebook who's, you know, I think Facebook's best use is its function as a utility, as a, as a SSO, where it's like, Oh, submit a job application, sign in with Facebook done, you know? and right. uh, But so I also correlate, right? So we have more and more cable cutters, people using, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon prime exclusively to consume content. Well, how are they consuming news now that they don't have cable media? You know, and I think that the majority of people who, you know, are cable free kind of headline surf uh, on things like Twitter, on things like Facebook, and you read the headlines and see what's going on. And I only say that because I know it's true of me. It's like I don't watch the news because I don't have TV. So, in a lot of ways, I am strangely reliant on a Facebook algorithm to show me news headlines. Um, unless, like, I'm proactively opening up the news app on, on my phone and seeing, like, what's what's going out there. But
0: Right, right. And then Instagram, for me, is just, like, food and pretty girls. It's basically <laughs> yeah. the only thing I follow on Instagram.
1: <laughs> Instagram is, like, strangely – it's losing its appeal for me, like – uh, I I haven't been able to pinpoint it exactly, and I, I well maybe I can. I feel like the moment they took away uh conse- the consecutive feed, and now they like kind of doctor it. It's like it's like I don't I don't like that. I don't I don't like uh the 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 brain at, at Instagram determining whose friends are closest to me and which which of their photos I should see first. So I started to really stop paying pay a whole lot of attention to Instagram since then.
0: And... I use it like online people magazine is basically how I use it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, 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 I don't ever post anything on it myself. Yeah. And, and I have a few friends that I do follow on Instagram, but if you're not famous, the, the, the chances of me, unless you're you know famous or wildly attractive, there's, there's almost no chance of me following you on Instagram.
1: Yeah. You know, and I started, I started maybe about four months ago, like really kind of catching myself like why, posting pictures of my kids just like all the time like just like is it kind of sadistic that I like getting you know 100 likes when I post a cute picture of my baby like am I using you know my baby's cuteness as a way of getting <laughs> dopamine to my brain because I'm so popular and so I mean ever since I stopped doing that it's like I look at Facebook and that's all I question I was like why why would you
0: post that like why? kiddo kiddo pictures kiddo pictures are a like magnet
1: yeah they, they yeah. really are
0: I I have a I have this joke with my wife. It's like if I want to get a hundred likes, I'll just post like a golf swing of my daughter. It always pulls. <laughs> it pulls like a hundred likes e- yeah. e- easy. But and I do it every now and again because I just think it's a it's a fun thing to share. You right, know, right. you're trying to again if you're if you're using it as sort of your little family photo album to share. I you know I tend to share little things like that just all along the way. I try to keep it. I try to stay out of the I try to stay out of the mud for the most part.
1: Yeah, I I started I opened up a shared. A, a shared a, a photo album, you know, through iPhoto, and added all of my family in. So it's like I update that frequently because I want my family to be updated with the development and the progress and the cuteness of my kids. And I'll probably post a picture of my kids to Instagram or Facebook like once a month, you know, trying right. to keep that at a minimum.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm going to. Try to make my social media feeds more fun. I think I'm gonna maybe start muting people that just are kind of downers or hardcore political, whatever animals, and just uh, and go with go with a more of a ankle deep. Let's have some fun social media. I think I think I I would enjoy it more. I think I think it's something that uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> might want to do. But I'm gonna start. I'll, I'll start with my Facebook. I'll, I'll find. Any people who are who are being a little too, you know, a little too nutty about it, I'll just I'll just go ahead and just mute them.
1: That's a great idea. Out. That's that's a great follow up to the discussion question: Is social media fun? And if it's not, how do we make it fun again? Make or how, Facebook or should it be, fun yeah. again.
0: Make make Facebook fun. Uh, muff muffa. <laughs> We're going. I'm getting. I'm getting a muffa hat. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so um here we go into the ot now unfortunately ty's not here to read a whole litany of horrible dad jokes to you this week
1: okay. <laughs> does that
0: mean you're gonna do it no i'm gonna lead you one though. i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you one i'm gonna give you one okay. all right here's here's my all right this one's for free the ot the ot transition dad joke of the week is are you hot you should go sit in the corner it's 90 degrees there Ah, ouch. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, whatever.
0: That's just, that's a better joke than the last dozen that tithes told. He's going to yell at, at me. At least He's that yell one's
1: me. educational.
0: <laughs> You've learned something about science so and I, geometry. I
1: didn't sign up for math class in that dad joke.
0: <laughs> All my best dad jokes are math dad jokes. Anyway. All right. So in the overtime, we're going to visit the trailer park. Um, good stuff coming out uh so today we're going to talk about spider-man far from home as opposed to homecoming which i think was actually kind of clever to call this far from home and shazam shazam anyway let's start with uh let's start with spider-man far from home didn't spider-man die
1: yeah, spoiler alert. I mean, why would you release... And Nick Fury shows up, so it's like, wait a minute. Aren't wait those... a second. Didn't they turn into ashtrays at the end of Infinity War? Like... Are, are you
0: telling? Are you trying to tell me that those guys aren't perma-dead in the Marvel Universe?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, spoiler alert, first of all. Um, my first impressions, though, of Spider-Man Far From Home is I love it. And the more I see... I don't know the kid's name. Do you know his name?
0: Holland. Tom Holland. Holland.
1: I love that kid as Peter Parker. And you know we had Tobey Maguire. And then I thought I loved um, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. But that was only comparing him to, to what's his name? To the latest Spider-Man guy we had was his weird Venom, you know, Jazz Hands version of, of Peter Parker. So <laughs> then you see you see uh, Andrew Garfield, and you're like, yeah, this is it. And Jamie Foxx is electro. And that's not weird at all. No. <laughs> and, but then you get this Holland kid and it's like, man, this is like the social awkwardness that everyone loves about Peter Parker. Um, but I mean, the trailer looks great. Like, I mean, just rewatching it a couple of times and you get some glimpses of two new suits that Spider-Man's going to wear. Like he has a suit with some web wings that he's flying around on. And then and all all, yeah an all black like spider noir looking suit um one of the things i caught in the trailer on like my third watch and this could be totally nothing like who knows it could just be a nice little like detail but there's a shot of when peter parker's packing and then he slams his suitcase shut it shows on the suitcase bfp and i'm like bfp like at first i thought that was his dad but then it's uncle, it's uncle, it's,
0: Ben's uncle suitcase. Ben.
1: it's uncle Ben's suitcase. So who knows what's going to happen there. It I'm could still just trying be a to, suitcase.
0: I'm still trying to adjust to be wildly attractive to Aunt, uh, wildly attracted to Aunt May. I'm still adjusting to my. <laughs> Aunt May supposed to be some old crone for God's sake. Yeah. She's not supposed to be completely hot Marissa to May.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, the, for God's uh, sake. The the strange sexualization of Aunt May has confused <laughs> us all. Like, I don't know how to feel about that.
0: Ultimately I'm for it. But uh, I'm still work I'm still processing it.
1: And that was a big chunk of the trailer too. It was like ten seconds where it's like right. okay, show us the entire gag from the from the movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then M- Mysterio. Mysterio. No, I Mysterio is a master of illusion, right? Yes. So we're seeing some of the... Those illusions look pretty real to me, though. They look like he was manipulating the world. Is it? Is it... Uh, you think they're going to stay true to the Mysterio thing?
1: Yes. Absolutely. I mean... Jake Gyllenhaal's going to show up, and he's going to, you know...
0: I believe be you're mis- supposed to... I, I think you're supposed to refer to him as Dreamy. Dreamy. Yes.
1: Dr- Jake Dreaming <laughs> uh, <laughs> So... If I if I this is what makes a trailer great right is that they show us a character that everyone's kind of familiar with and you can kind of piece the dots together and then you watch the movie and hopefully you're like 40% right but 60% they're gonna like totally change the plot or, or throw you for a loop so I think that. He his, his abilities look strangely Dr. Strange-ish. So he probably might have some backstory where he saw Dr. Strange's powers and he wants to imitate it. Uh, but the bottom line is I think the plot of the movie is gonna be Peter Parker goes to London, meets Mysterio, Mysterio fights all these monsters, they become buddy-buddy, and Mysterio uses it as publicity somehow and then at the very end peter parker discovers there's a big baddie that's outside of mysterio's control mm. and you know i mean that's that's the thing he's gonna pretend sure. fight and then he might have like a switch in his suit or something that destroys the monsters or turns them off and but his his last experiment uh <laughs> it will be out of his control and then spider-man so, yeah. will show up and.
0: You're thinking a lot about this.
1: I have been thinking a lot about (laughs) it. I like like Spider-Man.
0: It's Spider-Man Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is essentially what this is going to be. Yes. Yeah. and Give Sam Jackson some work. Because, good Lord, he doesn't work enough.
1: Yeah, it is pretty strange. um, And maybe we can read into this with uh, the next Infinity Wars, with the next uh, Avengers movie, is because in the past two Spider-Man movies, right... Um, and, and and in the last Avengers, it was Iron Man who kind of plays this like father figure, mentor. Right. Hey, suit up, or you know, you don't deserve the suit, sort of thing. But now yeah, it it's, but now it's transitioned over to uh, Nick Fury. So it's yeah. like,
0: where is read, Tony?
1: Where is Tony? Read into that, however you know, however much you want. Mm. Um, but if th- all the events of infinity war is done it's just odd like why wouldn't iron man be there and
0: i need i need more i need more fishbowl head mysterio and less jake gyllenhaal face mysterio that's all i want
1: yeah more fishbowl
0: more fish more fishbowl is better all right (laughs) shazam
1: you go first on shazam i want to hear your thoughts on shazam all right
0: so first thing about shazam is do you know that all the players, like all the main players in Shazam, have been in Marvel movies? <laughs> so, so, so Zachary Levi is is in Thor. He's in the Thor movies. He's fan fangru- Gruel. Oh, no, he's, he's one of the. He's fun of the Warriors Three. Jamon Hunsu is in Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. And oh, Mark Strong. Well, Mark Strong's in the Kick Ass movies. Those are kind of Marvel properties. Yeah. But he's also he was also Sinestro in Green Lantern, in the awful Ryan Reynolds movie. But but he was an awesome Sinestro. So Mark Strong, by the way, Mark Strong is he earns the Chris Villasenor, um, Aaron Eckhart seal of approval, which is to say, if I'm watching a movie and Mark Strong shows up, I'm good. <laughs> like, all right, Mark Strong's here. All right, we're fine. The notable exception probably being Green Lantern, but that's the exception that proves the rule, exactly. essentially. So, so I like I like the I like the lighter tone that DC has been taking. I think it's I think it's I think it's more accessible to people. I mean, obviously Aquaman was a huge success. Um, has some lighter tone moments amongst the action, amongst the more serious threads in it. Um, Wonder Woman's the same way. There's a lot of serious. World War II hand wringing and whatnot, but there's still quite a bit of fun to be had. So as dour as the Nolan Batman movies are and you know, the Zack Snyder Superman movies, Superman versus Batman, those they're just they're too serious. I think they've I think they've found nice middle ground with this. And it looks like everyone in that movie's having fun. So I'm really looking forward to I'm really looking forward to say it.
1: Yeah, it's like DC took their own advice, you know, why so serious? Why indeed, DC? <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, that's almost a move they had to make out of necessity. You know, they're looking at the, you know, massive success of the Marvel properties and, and you know, how, I mean, and their their tones have kind of shifted from the early days with, like, Iron Man and Thor, and now you look at Thor Ragnarok and you're like, Thor Ragnarok and the first Thor are <laughs> not even comparable anymore.
0: Thor so, Ragnarok's like a Marx Brothers movie compared to <laughs> like, the first Thor movie.
1: So, I mean, the, so the latest Avengers movies or Marvel movies or whatever you want to call them, they definitely have their own uh, comedic style and voice and, and they have this great ability to carry that throughout the movies, across movies, Guardians of the Galaxy being obviously most notable. So I think DC, like, Needed to tap into that to get viewers and to to attract viewers and uh, so and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm excited for Shazam. Like, I didn't see Wonder Woman uh, because I have small children, and I didn't see Aquaman because I have small children. <laughs> I, I mean, you catch
0: up. You'll, it, you should catch up to at least Wonder Woman by now. I mean, I know, that's what I thought. It's, it was it's like easily available. My excuse it's...
1: for every movie is like, oh, you know, just. When it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll pick it up or I'll, I'll watch it or, or whatever. Um, but I So I didn't know that about Wonder Woman that it kind of had like those lighthearted notes and I, I could kind of see that in Aquaman. and um, I mean, Shazam, you watch it and it definitely feels like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But one of the reasons why I'm really excited about Shazam is I know nothing about him. Like All these other Marvel movies that have been rolling out, it's like, uh, I know about you know, Mysterio, I know what his M.O. is and all these other villains. And I've read the Infinity Gauntlet comic. I kind of know how it ends. But Mm. I am coming into Shazam with no point of reference, like, at all. So I feel like I can enjoy it, like, a little bit better because I have absolutely zero expectations other than this is not a Christopher Nolan, super serious DC Batman movie
0: right, right and and that shot in the trailer where he, he runs across that rooftop, jumps off, catches the lightning, and turns into Shazam is that's dope It's <laughs> so dope like so I'm very I'm very excited for shazam i'm it's very clear that I'm in the tank for d c that I'm rooting for them i'm I'm happy that Marvel has a wonderful and thriving universe. I think captain Marvel's gonna be a good movie too right um but the uh but it's nice to see DC making up some ground. I think I think we all I think we all benefit when both sides of the comic book world are doing well. I think that uh, I think the more serious film critic people hate it the fact that everyone just wants to watch superhero movies and there's no room for real quote unquote real cinema. Right. But uh, but uh, but we'll cover it. we'll 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 get to that sometime else down the road. Yeah, that's well, a Chris, good topic. Chris, did you have fun hanging out on the two-on-three podcast tonight? Thank
1: you for having me. This is my first podcast experience. Not listening, or, you know, being on a podcast. I listen to podcasts all the time.
0: (laughs) And now you're going to have to listen to this one. Now I'll have to listen to this one and listen to myself. (laughs) Which is always a, a super huge treat. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, thanks for thanks for stepping in. Um, it was great to have you on, and um, and here's where I here's where I butcher ties readout. So we'd like to thank everyone for the time you spend with us, and we appreciate all your tweets, subscriptions, and downloads. And join us next week for more shenanigans. And until next time, peace. peace.